Shalom from here in the Holy Land. I am so excited to tell you about my new monthly podcast that will begin airing August 4th on Charisma Podcast Network and any other place that you listen to podcasts. It's called Conversations with Yael, and it really takes my teachings on the Jewish roots of Christianity that you hear weekly on Nourish Your Biblical Roots, and it translates that understanding into ongoing support for the state and people of Israel in a practical way. Each month, I'm inviting some of the leading thought leaders, different pastors, rabbis, government officials, and other influential guests to discuss with them the importance of Israel to the world today. We'll discuss the historical and biblical significance of Israel, the state of Jewish-Christian relations, and the critical need for Christians to support Israel, particularly now as anti-Semitism and anti-Israel sentiment continues to increase. We are going to get a broad range of opinions, thoughts, expertise. It is going to be so enlightening, and I'm excited. And what I'm even more super excited about and how appropriate it is that my first guest in the month of August will be the amazing Michelle Bachman, former member of Congress and the current dean of the Robertson School of Government at Regent University. You won't want to miss a word as Michelle shares her personal connection to Israel, why she supports Israel and the work of the fellowship, and so much more, including her favorite biblical character. I hope that you'll be able to join us and to listen in. I don't want you to miss it. Again, it's called Conversations with Yael, and it debuts this month. I want you to be part of it. Now let's get to our lesson for today. Shalom from here in the Holy Land. Welcome to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. I'm your host, Yael Eckstein, President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Each week, we'll explore the Jewish roots of your Christian faith and nourish those roots with inspirational insights and ancient teachings that are so relevant to our lives today. Let's get started. On today's episode, we're going to discuss what it means to walk with God. We all want to walk with God on our journey through life, but do we really know what that means? Today, I want to share with you what it means according to the Jewish tradition. Judaism has a unique perspective that is rooted directly in the Bible, and it's relevant to all Christians as well. We'll look at the scriptures about walking in God's ways, and we'll discover how each of us can do that every single day through practical, insightful, and inspirational biblical teachings. This episode is packed with some of the most powerful stories I've ever heard, especially the last one. So make sure that you listen until the very end. Every week, Jews around the world read and study the same Torah portion known as the Parsha. This week's Parsha is called Shoftim, which means Judges, and it covers Deuteronomy 16, 18 through 21, 9. 
The Parsha begins with the directive to appoint judges and law enforcement officers in every city. As part of preparing the Israelites to live in the promised land, Moses lays out God's laws for creating a just and moral society. One of these laws is to create cities of refuge. These cities would protect a person who killed someone completely by accident from family members who might seek to avenge the death of a loved one. Today, we will look at Deuteronomy 19, verses 8 and 9, which appear in context of the law about cities of refuge. I'm going to read them to you now. If the Lord your God enlarges your territory as he promised on oath to your ancestors and gives you the whole land he promised them, because you carefully follow all these laws I command you today, to love the Lord your God, and to walk always in obedience to him, then you are set aside three more cities. In these verses, Moses tells the Israelites that if they love God and are obedient to him, God will enlarge the territory of Israel. And if the land becomes bigger, they will need to add three more cities of refuge. I want to focus on one phrase which appears in these verses. When Moses describes the ideal behavior that will lead God to enlarge Israel, he says, to walk always in obedience to him. The Jewish translation of this phrase is actually a bit different. When this phrase is translated literally from the original Hebrew, it reads like this, to walk in his ways all of your days. The phrase, to walk in his ways, is a familiar one. It is repeated several other times in the book of Deuteronomy in chapters 8, 13, 28, and 30. Clearly, walking in God's ways is an important concept in the Bible. And what I want to explore with you today is exactly what does that mean? The Jewish tradition has a very specific definition of what it means to walk in God's ways. But before we get into it, we need to address a similar biblical concept, how to walk with God. We often throw around the term walking with God, but what does it really mean? What does it mean to you? It means different things to different people, but more or less, it means having a close relationship with God. But Judaism asks a different question. The rabbis asked, how is it even possible to walk with God in the first place? God is spiritual and we are physical. How can we, as physical beings, walk next to God? And here's the answer, according to Judaism. In the physical sphere, two things become close by virtue of their proximity to each other, by being physically close. But in the spiritual realm, two things become close by virtue of their similarity to one another. In other words, the more similar we are to God, the closer we are to God. So if we want to walk with God, we need to emulate God. We need to be like God. If we want to walk with God, we need to become like God. And the way to become God-like is to copy 
what God does. Now let's get back to our original question. What does it mean to walk in God's ways? Well, it means to walk in God's ways, to copy God's ways. It means that we follow in his footsteps and his footsteps lead us to him. The idea that we should imitate God's ways is in the Christian Bible too. Every time the Bible tells us to walk in God's ways, it is telling us to be God-like. The Jewish tradition provides two clear explanations of how we can become like God. Here's the first one. Just as he is called merciful and gracious, so should you be merciful and gracious. And here's the second explanation. Just as the Lord clothes the naked as he did with Adam, so you clothe the naked. Just as the Lord visits the sick as he did with Abraham, so too you visit the sick. Just as the Lord comforts the bereaved as he did with Isaac, so too you comfort the bereaved. Just as the Lord buries the dead as he did with Moses, so too you bury the dead. These two ideas can be summed up simply. The first idea tells us to develop a kind of character, while the second idea tells us to do acts of loving kindness. Coming close to God and walking in his ways can be boiled down to just two words. Be kind. Of course, there are many ways to get close to God. Some people feel close to God when they pray, and some feel connected when they study God's word. But according to Jewish tradition, kindness trumps them all. And it is the best way to become close to Avinu Shebashamayim, our Father in Heaven. I want to tell you a story called Higher Than Heaven. Listen to this story about this great rabbi who lived in the 18th century. It was on the eve of Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the rabbi's many followers were gathered in the synagogue waiting for him to arrive so that they could begin the prayer service. But the rabbi was nowhere to be found. This was extremely unusual and unlike the rabbi to be absent on the holiest night of the year. His followers understood that if their rabbi wasn't at the synagogue, he must have had a very good reason. Some of them suggested that the rabbi had gone up to heaven to connect with God in preparation for the holy day. When the rabbi finally came to the synagogue, he offered no explanation, but eventually one of his followers uncovered where he had been. The rabbi had gone deep into the woods to a small house where a poor widow lived with her small children. It was a particularly frigid night, so the rabbi had gone to chop wood and light a fire in the widow's fireplace. This act of kindness saved the widow and her children from freezing to death. When the rabbi's follower told his friends that he discovered where their spiritual leader had been at the holiest time of the year, they said to him, Did he really go to heaven? And the man answered them, No, he went to a place that is higher and more holy even than heaven. The point of this story is that standing before God in prayer can bring us very close to him, 
like we are standing in heaven. But doing acts of kindness can bring us even closer than that. When you think about that, this is a pretty radical idea. Many people believe that the best way to get close to God is by isolating themselves from the rest of the world and spending days or weeks deep in prayer. But according to Jewish tradition, this might be a good way to connect to God, but it's not the best way to walk with him. The best way to get close to God is by being around people and showing them kindness. We see this idea in the Bible as well. In Genesis 18.1, scripture tells us that God appeared to Abraham while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent. The very next verse tells us that Abraham saw three travelers and literally ran to greet them and see how he could help them. Think about that. Abraham had a private audience with God. God appeared to him. It doesn't get much better than that. But Abraham ended his encounter with God in order to help those three travelers. Because Abraham understood that there is something better than talking to God. And that is being like God. Can you relate to this? Have you ever felt closest to God while doing something kind for another person? I can definitely relate. I begin every morning by sitting in silence and connecting to God. I pray and listen to what God has placed on my heart. And this helps me start every day feeling centered and close to him with the knowledge that when I'm close to God, I can take on anything that the day might bring. But nothing compares to the closeness that I feel to God when I'm somewhere in Ukraine, deep in the woods, in freezing cold weather, bringing food and winter supplies to an old Jewish Holocaust survivor who has no family, no one to take care of her. I can tell you about so many visits. Every time I go, I go in January or February, and everyone says, Yael, you really have to go to Ukraine in the coldest time of winter? And I say to them, yes, every one of my visits will be during the harshest winters because I want to be there when the people need me most. And that has led to me meeting so many of the most amazing elderly Holocaust survivors telling me the most inspiring stories. But I want to tell you about just one of my most recent visits. It was when I walked into the home, or really a shack, of an elderly Holocaust survivor named Olga. She was sitting alone. It was freezing in her house. She had no insulation. There was no fire pit burning. And her face completely lit up. She looked at me, and she was wearing all the clothes she had, layers and layers and layers. She was wearing a little scarf around her head. She didn't even have gloves. And she looked at me with shaking hands and said, no one knows about me. How did you find me? I'm all alone. No one even cares about me. And when I went closer and held her freezing cold hand, I told her there are millions of Christians who care about her and pray for her 
and even help her with the food and the heat that I brought for her. And she was so overwhelmed. She looked at me and she touched my face and said, I've been waiting to die. I don't want to live if I have to live cold, hungry, and hurting all the time. She said, every day I ask God why he has kept me alive. And now I know why he has kept me alive. It's so that when I die, I will die with a smile on my face. In moments like these, I feel incredibly close to God. I feel humbled and grateful to be his partner in bringing hope and healing to the least among these. It's quite amazing. God gives all of us the opportunity to be his partner and to work with him closely side by side. This is what it really means to walk with God. It is to be like him and to work with him as his partner in making the world a better place. According to Jewish tradition, God stopped creating the world on the seventh day of creation, but creation wasn't fully finished. God left the world imperfect so that we could be his partners in finishing what he started and to bring the world to a state of perfection. Psalm 89.2 tells us that the world was built on kindness, and it is through kindness that the world will become complete. I once heard a story about how a simple act of kindness can change the world. The story is about a well-known rabbi whose name was Rabbi Shlomo Karlbach, who lived not that long ago. He died in 1994. His daughter is actually a close friend of mine, and his grandchildren are friends with my children. He was a very special person who composed hundreds of worship songs and led Jewish communities both in New York and in Israel. On a personal note, he was a huge inspiration to both me and my father, Rabbi Yechiel Eckstein. Shlomo Karlbach was known most for his exceptional love of all people, and his extraordinary acts of kindness. One of the things that Shlomo did regularly was perform in American prisons. Whenever Shlomo arrived at a prison, he would greet each person with a warm hug and a personal invitation to his concert. One time, after Shlomo finished his concert and was leaving, one of the toughest-looking prisoners called him. He said, Hey, Rabbi Karlbach, could I get another hug? Shlomo smiled warmly and gave the man a big hug. After the embrace, the man looked at Shlomo and said, You know, Rabbi, if someone would have given me a hug like this 25 years ago, I wouldn't have ended up in a place like this. You never know, my friends, what a single hug can do. You never know what a single act of kindness can do to change a person's life and to change the world. I want to end with one more story. It's actually a true story told by Rabbi Shlomo Karlbach. Aside from being an outstanding musician and teacher and person who gave hugs, Shlomo was also an excellent storyteller. This is one of his most famous stories and one of my favorite ones. It's called The Holy Hunchback. 
Rabbi Shlomo was once walking on the streets of Tel Aviv in Israel when he noticed a street sweeper. The street sweeper was a hunchback. His body looked broken, but his face was shining. Shlomo could sense that there was something about him that was special. So Shlomo greeted the street sweeper, the holy hunchback, as Shlomo liked to call him, and said to him, Shalom lecha, which in Hebrew means hello to you. When the man returned the greeting, Shlomo could tell from his accent that he was from Poland. So he asked the hunchback where he was from, and the man told him that he was from a place in Poland called Piazetsna. Shlomo was very excited to hear that because he was a big fan of the famous rabbi of Piazetsna, Rabbi Kalanimus Kalman Shapira. Rabbi Shapira from Piazetsna was killed in the Holocaust, but some of his holy writings survived. He was famous for his powerful teachings and also for his unique dedication to children. Before the Nazis shut him down, Rabbi Shapira ran a large school for children that was legendary. Shlomo had always wanted to meet one of the thousands of children who were once the students at Rabbi Shapira's school, but he never was able to find one. It was believed that not even one of his students survived the Holocaust. Shlomo asked the street sweeper if he had ever met Rabbi Shapira, and to his surprise, the man said, that he had been a student at the famous school from the age of five until he was sent to Auschwitz, one of the worst Nazi concentration camps. He explained that the reason that he was a hunchback was because of the terrible beatings that he suffered there. As far as he knew, he was the only survivor of the entire school of Rabbi Shapira. Wow, Shlomo was so excited to finally meet a student of Rabbi Shapira. He begged the street sweeper to share a teaching that he learned from the famous rabbi. At first, the street sweeper insisted that after five years in Auschwitz, he forgot everything. But Shlomo persisted. He promised to share whatever lesson the man shared with him with everyone he possibly could, to tell it everywhere he went. And so the street sweeper thought, and eventually he agreed to tell Shlomo one little thing that he still remembered. He said, there is one sentence that the rabbi told us over and over again, and it's the only thing that I remember. The rabbi would say to us, children, dear children, Never forget, the greatest thing in the world is to do somebody else a favor. The old man continued, when I was in Auschwitz one day, I found out that my entire family had been murdered by the Nazis. I wanted to end it all and kill myself, but then I heard my rabbi's voice in my head saying, the greatest thing in the world is to do somebody else a favor. Do you know how many favors you can do in Auschwitz at night? People are lying on the floor crying. And I would walk from one person to the other and ask, why are you crying? I would listen. I would hold their hands and I would cry with them. And then I would walk to the next person and it would give me strength for another day in this concentration killing camp. The holy hunchback continued and said, 
Now I'm here in Tel Aviv, in Israel, and I have no one in the world. Sometimes I'm so lonely, so depressed. I have no family. I have no friends. I walk into the ocean about to end my life, but when the water reaches my nostrils, I can still hear my rabbi's voice saying, the greatest thing in the world is to do somebody else a favor. And Rabbi Shlomo, he said, do you know how many favors you can do on the streets of Tel Aviv? Wow, Rabbi Shlomo was profoundly moved by his encounter with the holy street sweeper. He had to go back to New York for a few months, but when he returned to Israel and tried to find the holy hunchback, he found out that the man had died peacefully just weeks after their encounter. Shlomo ends the story by saying, When the Messiah comes, the street sweeper will return with him and he'll clean the world by going through the streets and teaching everyone that the greatest thing in the world is to do somebody else a favor. And that, my friends, is the message that I want to leave you with today. That the greatest thing in the world is to do somebody else a favor. Because when we are kind to others, we have the power to change people's lives and to change the world for the better. And also because when we are kind to others, we transform our own lives. We are completely transformed and uplifted. When we are kind, when we walk in God's ways, we become close to God in the most direct way possible. And I can't think of anything in the world greater than that. In one of my favorite Bible verses, Micah 6, 8, we read, And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with all your God. How might you walk with God this week? Can you be more patient or more compassionate with the people in your life? Can you feed the hungry, clothe the naked, or comfort orphans and widows as God does? Or can you do something simple like Rabbi Shlomo Karlbach and give someone a warm hug? Or like the Holy Hunchback, can you give someone a sympathetic ear and a shoulder to cry on? The more we walk in God's ways, the more we become similar to him. And the more we are like God, the closer we will be to him. Shavua Tov, my friends. Have a wonderful week from here in the Holy Land. Thank you for listening to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. If you like what you have heard, visit me at mybiblicalroots.org for more of my teachings, videos, blogs, and books. You can also follow me on Instagram at Yael underscore Eckstein or on Facebook at Yael Eckstein. Shalom and see you next week.